Welcome to Market Savvy Conversations. My name is Megan Walker and today my very special guests are Simone Dudley and Sue Cameron, who are the owners of Therapy Connect. Hello, Simone and Sue, how are you both? Hi, Megan. Thanks, Megan. So we're going to be talking about the amazing success journey that Sue and Simone have been on over the last six years. And as an OT, which Simone is, and a speech therapist um, that Sue is, I know they are a little bit on the humble side. So stay with us because there are going to be some amazing learnings in this conversation. And I'm going to be pushing these beautiful ladies to talk about just how incredible this journey has been that they've been on. So, Sue, let's start with you. Tell us the story. How did Therapy Connect get started? Oh, thanks, Megan. So, Therapy Connect got started. Simone and I decided that we would join forces together when we were at a business um, development workshop in Melbourne for allied health professionals. And we'd both been starting our own private practices. So I was starting a tele-speech practice um, in Victoria and Simone had started an occupational therapy practice in New South Wales. And we'd met online. And when we attended this business um, private practice seminar in Melbourne, we decided that we'd be better together and that we would um, start Therapy Connect together. And uh, I'm so pleased that we did. We haven't really looked back. Fantastic. And Simone, that was in what year? And how did you know telehealth was going to be the go? Oh, Megan, it was actually in 2015. And I can remember sitting down in this coffee shop that I walk past regularly when I go to visit Melbourne. That was the coffee shop that Sue and I sort of had the conversation and decided we, we would give it a go. So it was definitely 2015. Did we know it was going to be the right platform? Well, it was 2014, 15 that we were thinking about it. So, you know, we we really felt that it was going to be the right platform, but there was so much we didn't know, so much we had to learn. Um, and if you think about it, back then we were really thinking about our clients being the rural and remote clients that were very much like us because Sue and I are both remote um, rural practitioners. So we thought that those clients would be the clients that would be seeking services where there were vast distances to travel. Um, I guess the first thing that we did was we had to really problem solve a lot to bed down um, a lot of the challenges around how how you would adapt your practice online. Um, and we, we really did that by um, being supported in some research with a partnership with the University of Sydney. And that partnership was so fundamental in helping us identify the components of a telehealth model that were really important to clients. And that really underpinned how our business would sort of take shape. Um, and so, yeah, I guess we had a narrow client group at the very beginning, but we, we really persisted and problem solved at that point to try and make it, make it work. And Simone, did that project involve you doing a lot of um, research with individuals, with potential clients and getting their input and thoughts? It absolutely did. It was a case study analysis. So it was information from us as therapists information from the clients and it also tracked data around the time that was spent outside sessions that um, you know for those that are most of us now are very familiar with telehealth but telehealth requires a lot of workflow adjustments and so there were a lot of process time that was spent when we were developing our capability that we had to um, capture um, of course what we were hoping from the research was to understand that 
the delivery of services online was really valued and effective, so of equal sort of effectiveness um, compared to face-to-face. But also um, what we learnt was that the technology was not a big barrier, that sometimes uh, the technology might let let us down, but that wasn't a deal breaker, um, and that really the effectiveness revolved around the clinical competency of us as practitioners more than anything. So that was uh, that was a really great way to start. Fantastic. I wanted you to, I'm so glad you expanded on that because, you know, in, in marketing I've seen over the 20 odd years I've been in marketing that so many times we skip over the research part because people are in a hurry to get into the doing and the selling and we, we often sell what we think people want and need. But that fast track to success comes from the end user, doesn't it? Like if we can really tailor a service that's going to meet people's wants and needs, we're so much more able to get on the right track more quickly. Would you agree? I absolutely do agree. And I think it was surprising to us to hear some of the findings um, from our clients at that time. You know, we were really excited to hear that um, some of our participants, even if they had a face-to-face alternative, would stick with telehealth because of uh, the progress that they'd made with with Sue and myself in, in clinical sessions. So, um, yeah, we did. We learnt a lot, didn't we, Sue? We did, and it was. It's all about the relationships. And families told us that they were a bit nervous about the technology, and um, that was something new for them. But they soon forgot about the technology, and it was the relationships that we formed with them, and the way that we helped them to learn how to um, help their children in their everyday life that made all the difference, really. Fantastic. So, key point takeaway number one is research. Research. If you don't know, go and ask. <laughs> and. Simone, um, and I'll ask both of you this, but you've in recent times hit a really significant growth milestone. You've got now 50 practitioners working with you all around Australia, which is absolutely amazing uh, in the six years you've been in business. So as we all know, as business owners, that's just a a huge achievement. So well done. What would you say, Simone, and I'm going to ask Sue the same thing. What what do you think your top three strategies were for achieving that success in that relatively short period of time? Oh, gosh, it's a great question, Megan. Um, I would start by saying, firstly, without a doubt, um, the business partnership with Sue sort of was really the headliner. So working together, Sue and I, because we are different disciplines, but we've got different experiences and we we really have different views, I think that that, that collaborative combination allowed us to really see things um, in a very broad way. So that underpinned everything. But the three things below that that I think from my point of view were the most important were um, the continual persistence in the early days to problem solve and to just keep pushing through when things were really difficult and they really were hard. we, when we could afford a business advisor, we did, and that just made a phenomenal difference. And then thirdly, building awareness of who Therapy Connect was. You can imagine without a bricks and mortar practice, you've got this um, very national audience and it was um, really hard work marketing was really hard work so we applied um, the old-fashioned marketing tactics um, and spent a lot of time on the phone and traveling 
um, until we met you, Megan. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, I'd say those would be the three things for me. Yeah. Okay. And Sue, what do you think? What are your three? Well, I'd have to say that you've got some old um, info there, Megan, because we now have um, 60 or 70 team members. Oh. So, uh, we're still growing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep up, Sue. Oh, I know. It's, um, it's, it's very exciting growth, and especially these days when it's hard to recruit. But what we have done is that we have recruited a really experienced team of practitioners. And um, Simone and I are both very experienced as both telepractitioners and as therapists. And so we felt that it was really important to um, have that kind of person on our team. So we have recruited experienced people with an average of about 15 years experience since graduation, which is different to many other services, especially ones that are in the country, I guess, in rural areas. So I think that that helps us to continue recruitment because people want to come and be part of the team. We've got lots of PhDs on our team. We've got people who are very specialised in certain areas, um, early childhood intervention. They might be very specialised in um, paediatric feeding or they might be mental health occupational therapists. So people with lots of specialties. But, um, yeah, so we've got a very experienced team. We've given the customers a really good um, experience at Therapy Connect and we really... Um, invest a lot of time to make the journey smooth for them and to make sure that they're getting a service that's really equivalent or better than what they would be getting in their local area. Um, so that's been a very important part of it. We've we use a very capacity building approach. So we teach the, uh, a helper in the child's environment or the, the participant's environment to support them so that they can be supported all week long. And the third thing that we've done is that we've... Um, really supported our practitioners to help them to adapt to the telehealth um, model of service delivery. And we've really worked hard on keeping them feeling connected because they live all around Australia, they're working remotely. So we want them to be able to feel supported with a great team around them. There is such great um, value in the team that it's been great to connect them. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, Simone, I love your, you told me once a story about Book Week. Do you want to expand on that, How what you did with all of your therapists? Oh, there was this lovely, so we have um, chat, informal sort of team chat functions and uh, it was the book week week, which is very exciting for most mothers and students to come up with characters. So we had a lot of photos of um, what, the, what the kids were all wearing and these were practitioners' own children. So it was it was lovely, lovely way. And we've recently done a team uh, exercise challenge where we've had um, teams and everybody's posted uh, an image of them doing some physical activity from wherever they are and because we're practitioners are based all over Australia it's just been remarkable to sort of see the variation in in geographic sort of locations that yet yeah, the team are enjoying yeah how exciting so that that sense of culture is is possible mm. through this, this technology. And Simone, I'll stay with you and then Sue will ask you the same question. If you were starting Therapy Connect tomorrow, what, if anything, mm. would you do differently? Mm. Wow, if only we knew, right? Um, I, I guess... I guess I would have um, confidence in, mm. in our ability and judgment and probably when I think about what made the difference for us it was it was that definitely the research um, engaging our business advisor and engaging 
um, some marketing, some really great marketing advice. So if we were to sort of think about doing anything differently, it might be to sort of push the fast forward button on some of those points where we can, although we did do the research very early on in our journey. Um, um, I think it's always hard when you're self-funding your own growth to sort of try and prioritise. So um, it might be to have some confidence in and, and maybe a little bit more appetite for risk in the early years might, might be something I'd tell myself. <laughs> Although, Sue, you, you, you were saying that you were both flat out affording a desk at that point, so it's a bit hard to <laughs> decide where to spend yes, the money, yes. isn't it? When you're so gradually getting new clients, it's um, it's very difficult. And, and, you know, Simone said when we could afford to get a business advisor, we uh, invested heavily in that business advice. And uh, I can tell you, I didn't feel like we could really afford it when we started doing that. But, um, you know, it was so it was so helpful to have a business brain um, to collaborate with Simone and me. It was really helpful because, um, you know, we're, we're therapists and we're not, um, you know, we haven't had a lot of experience with business. I've had none and Simone's worked in private enterprise, but I've always worked in health and education. So, and usually as a sole practitioner. So, um, you know, my business knowledge was um, was fairly limited. So, so that was a good thing to invest in early. Yeah. And so what would you change or do differently if you were starting Therapy Connect tomorrow? Oh, probably not a lot, really, Megan. Um, I think that we've been we've we've tried things. You know, we've we've given things a go, and then we've um, pulled back and said, well, you know, we, we we gave that that a go, and that didn't work well. So I think we've you know we have taken that low risk strategy where we've just tried different things, and then we've followed down the paths where we think that um, that we can make the most difference. And um, you know, it's gradually in some ways we've we've made some full circles. You know, some things that we thought that you know we've we've sort of expanded and added lots of other um, allied health pra practice professions into our business. And you know, maybe down the track we'll refine our services and and look into um, having you know more of a niche kind of service in the future. So um, yeah, I, I wouldn't do a whole lot different really. Isn't that great? You got it right the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yes and no. um, and so what to, actually I'm going to ask you both a question without notice so um, feel free to pause if you need to but what are you what are your philosophies um Simone and then Sue I'll get you to answer this as well in terms of starting with is it staff first or building up clients first I often hear people ask like that fine balance between juggling the two what's the horse and the cart yeah. for you Simone Oh, well, look, it's a really great question. And for me, it was always important that sort of we had enough resources between us to be working on the business. So there was a point in time when we were working on the business as well as in the business, but you absolutely need to be working on the business to be able to make um, decisions. So there, there, there is that period of time for me that I can remember that it felt strange that, um, you know, we, we had a, a team that were working, that were doing more clinical work than me, um, but that was really important for, yes. the, for the business growth. Okay. And Sue, would you agree you, you sort of put in the, the human resources first before you build up too many of the clients? Is that your thinking? it really well to us one day, Megan, um, when you said, you know, that it's like this, you know, you've got the... <laughs> 
you know, advertise, get more clients, get recruit, get more clients. So it's a real balancing act. And I think what we have to be very careful of, you can't predict the future, so you don't know how, how many clients you're going to get. So we're very honest and upfront with people. So if people are going to be contractors with us, we, we explain that this is what we would hope or this is what we expect, but we can't guarantee um, that, that you'll have a full caseload in the first week. And it might take a few weeks to, to grow. So I think contractors have to understand that as well. Um, and I do apologise for my my um, online fail there with my telephone, which I forgot to turn okay. off. <laughs> All good. <laughs> and Sue, I'll stay with you. Um, what would you say to others? And Simone, I'll ask you this as well. What would you say to others considering running a virtual practice over a bricks and mortar? Sue, what any advice for those people? Uh, I would absolutely encourage people to use telehealth. I mean, I think COVID's proved to us that telehealth is a viable way to work. Um, I think a lot, lot of more people understand that now. Um, it's, it's great because it saves people from, you know, it gives equity of access to families and it means that you don't have to be on the waiting list and it's convenient and it works. And so I would encourage people to have telehealth at least as part of their offering, if not their, um, you know, whole offering. But I would caution people, and if you think that you're going to save a stack of money on um, rental by not by being a virtual practice, um, just be aware that you will have to make a really big investment in marketing because you're not in one locality. You're you're going to be marketing across Australia. Where are you, you know how are you going to get those clients that are in need if they're not the people that you know in your local area? And also because everything's online, um, people aren't coming past the reception desk means that all of your um, systems and processes workflows all have to be online as well so you need to invest um, quite heavily in that as well. Mm, well said good good insight there Sue and Simone what would you say to people considering setting up a virtual practice? Oh look I, I totally agree with um, Sue's comments and I, I really don't think there's there's anything else to sort of add to that other than um, uh, you know, the the more niche or targeted, potentially the easier it is to be found in, in the digital space. Um, but there is um, no shortage of, of, of consumers out there that need allied health supports and telehealth really represents a great way to deliver services um, promotes access and equity and and as Sue said you've you've got um, a lot of problem solving around workflows but it's all all possible if you're persistent and, and keen to sort of develop that section of the market. Yeah um, so one of the things that I, I would credit to both of your success as well as your tenacity and your, you know how lovely you both are and so you pick up the phone and you ring and you make calls and there's a lot of people who are terrified of doing that and I think that's been a huge credit to your success and this is a tying into a question for practitioners who are listening who are thinking oh gosh I'm I'm really good at my craft I'm a great therapist um, I'm not so good at the business development maybe I'm not so good at the systems or the HR or the IT and everything else that goes into the back end that you just beautifully explain tell us about opportunities instead of growing their own practice working with Therapy Connect and this is when you have to have your 1300 number ready Sue. <laughs> oh right well yes I'll have to remember that 1300 number I don't call it very often Megan. <laughs> 
Um, look, we're always looking for experienced practitioners to join our team. We have a high level of um, referrals that are coming into Therapy Connect all the time. So we're always looking to increase our team. We have a flexible workplace. Um, we think sometimes we're a bit too flexible. Um, <clears throat> because, you know, people are having a, a, a lovely time. They can work the hours that they want to work. Um, they're getting high rates of pay. They can be contractors or employees. Um, so uh, any allied health professionals, especially speech and OTs who are looking for work, please um, contact us, ring our 1300 number, and it's 1300 757 806. And um, talk to Simone or myself about it. You know, we take a really um, keen interest in recruitment and we, we um, take a lot of time to explain how we work at Therapy Connect and, and what a job would look like with us. Um, yeah, so we'd love to hear from anybody. We're always running some ads as well, so you can you can apply any way you like. We've got um, join our team on our website as well. Beautiful. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to both of you, and more enjoyable working with you both. Just been absolute joy. You're both so lovely. Thank you for having this conversation with me, and um, I hope that you get some calls on your fabulous one three hundred number. <laughs> I look forward to speaking with you both soon. Thanks again. Oh, thanks, Megan. Thanks, Megan. Thank you as always.